Hi, this is Kara Kading, and as part of the Milliger family, I'd love to introduce you to our new podcast. Everything we do here at Milliger's is done to enhance the lifestyle of our customers. Our products and services add beauty and enjoyment and just make life a little more rewarding. We are first and foremost growers, and one of the things we do best is to open a world of beauty to people through plants. And plants enrich our lives in so many ways, from cleaning our air to making everyone feel better. And everything else that we do or sell gradually evolved from our wanting people to feel better and enjoy life. I'm so excited for our podcast today. When our podcast began, this is the first on my list, really, that I was like, I can't wait to talk about this and really share with people what we do here at Milliger's. I'm here with Carol Reed, our farmer's market manager. And we were just sitting here thinking about our farmer's market that it's been almost eight years now. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either because it seems like time has just flown by. It's busy. It's crazy most of the time. And it's constant change, which is, I think, an exciting part of Milliger's with the new and the different and constant upgrading and all the things that do here. I personally think it's followed right through with the farmer's market. Being that the farmer's market is all year long, we never really get a resting period or a break or a time to reset. It's just every Sunday, there we are, 10 to 2. So Every Sunday, 10 to 2. <laughs> So just to give people a little bit of history of how the farmer's market began, I know that this was something, I mean, Milligers had been at several farmer's markets, the Racine Farmer's Market, we were at the Kenosha Harbor Market, we're there at their winter market, and it was something that I just loved the energy and being able to have those conversations with customers, share your passion, share your product one-on-one. I loved all the vendors together, you know, selling at a market. I love the magic of that. And I remember a mutual friend of ours, Bob Bizet, I was on a board with him. It was seed. It was sustainable, edible, economical development. And I kept telling him, I want to have a farmer's market at Milliger's. I want to have a farmer's market at Milliger's. I don't know how it'll work. I have no idea what it takes. And he said, well, you should really sit down and talk with my friend, Carol Reed. She is a farmer's market manager. She knows what she's doing. And I remember I called you up. It was, I think, I don't know. Let's see. It must have been Around this time of year, August, September, where where I, I said, hey, would you like to sit down and just kind of listen to what I want to do? Yes. And Bob Bizet, I also sat on some boards with him and we got to be good friends. And he really had a great passion for edible, sustainable food. And we continually talk about farms and farmers being sustainable. And it just really hit me. And when he talked about you and your vision and dream of a farmer's market, it kind of got me going again, because it's my nature to like new and to start things and to make them work. And so that first meeting was was very exciting, because I saw the passion that you had for this. And for me, I grew up on a small hobby farm, and it was outside of Burlington. My dad worked outside of the farm because there were seven of us, and he had to support us. But one year, we grew five acres of pickles, and we took them over to the pickle factory in Union Grove, and we did that. And then my dad and my brother and I, I was probably five years old, and my brother was four. We would pick sweet corn and tomatoes and peppers and things that we grew in our garden, and we would take them into Burlington right in front of Echo Park, and that's where the farmers would grow. It was not established. It was not organized. 
farmers would just show up there and they would sell what they did. Wow. And so I had forgotten that completely until many, many, many years later, I was asked to do some survey work for UW Extension. And I got to visit over 30 markets in Southeast Wisconsin. And I got to talk to vendors. I got to talk to customers and I got to talk to market managers. And it was probably one of the most enlightening experiences I had ever had because I knew there was a lot of work involved, but I didn't realize how much work the farmers do and what a market manager does and attracting customers and keeping customers and all of those pieces that fit together so well. And stake in the ground moment for me is I was able to go to the Fondi Food Market in Milwaukee and there are a lot of Hmong vendors there. Most of them didn't speak English. And the extension hired an interpreter for me to be able to interview and speak with them. And I got there and I spoke to this one young mother, and she started to cry because she said, this has been a very hard year. Last year was a good year. We were able to buy a box truck to take our produce to market. This year, the rains and the floods have flooded all of our ground. And truthfully, I'm not sure how I'm going to feed my family. And so it just got me, you know, why, why we do this. And there's another, when I first did the interviewing, I went to Columbus Park, which is one of the oldest markets in the state of Wisconsin, in Kenosha. And I interviewed this man who was probably in his 70s, and he had this beautiful display of vegetables. And I was pretty new at that part of it. And one of the questions on the survey was, why, why do you do this? And he looked at me and he saw my name tag and he goes, well, Carol, I'll tell you. He said, when I was a young man, everybody knew a farmer where they could get eggs and they could get produce and they could get meat. They could, within a very short distance, they could get almost anything that they needed and ate seasonably and would preserve things for winters in here in Wisconsin. And he said, that doesn't happen so much anymore. He said, most of our food is imported. And if we don't do something to save American agriculture, everything we eat will come from another country. And that was another stake in the ground moment for me. And I thought, we have to do something about this. So all of these things have just made me do what I do for these years. Well, it's pretty incredible. And I i mean, we just had a connection as soon as we sat down. Yes, I think, we did. And we just started hammering out ideas. And I think God really had a hand in it because within a meeting, within an hour, we already had a time, a day, a location. And that was in September. And we opened up the market within just a couple months. It was November of 2014. It was. It was just incredible how it just all flowed together. And you kept me calm. I remember being very nervous and anxious, but you had the right connections. You knew vendors. You were able to put it together, a fabulous layout, and the market really hit the ground running right from the beginning. I was so afraid that people weren't going to show up on the first day, and it was just jam-packed full. Even it snowed that day. Do you remember that morning? Yes. We had snow flurries? Yes. Oh. Well, I do remember, and it was very exciting, and it was nerve-wracking whether I looked nerve-wracked or not. It <laughs> was a little nerve-wracking to get that all underway, but it just shows the dynamics and what Milligers can do with the staff and who you are. And I think two very important things happened. I think because of Milligers being around Racine now for, it's 60 years now, then it wasn't quite 60. Yeah. But being around Milligers and the generational 
impact that the store has had brought tons of people because if Milliger's is doing it, you gotta go. <laughs> that that in 2014, you that don't was miss it. Yeah. that was the deal. You know, you you don't want to miss it. And then with the vendors that I knew that we got started with, and then we got bombarded with calls of people that wanted to be here as vendors because in 2014 there were not very many indoor markets, mm-hmm. and it proved to be a a great community event. It proved to be a great family event. We just had new and different people every week. And I remember days out there in that greenhouse where you had to pull your arms in and be careful to walk because you'd be bumping into people. And it was just a blast just a blast. It's been a ton of fun. And I think one luxury that we do have here at Milliger is not only the, that empty greenhouse space in the wintertime, is that our staff is so excited and just as enthused as we are about the market. So they're always willing to jump in to help to, to move things or help with the temperature or get fire pits or going. Or rain. We got to get in. Move everything, you guys. <laughs> yeah. It's never a dull moment. So, But it's always all hands on deck. What can we do to help? And they really go above and beyond. So we're really blessed with having an amazing team putting things into action. But for the market now, as we are growing and developing and, you know, being our market manager, you get all those applications, you do the layout, you talk with all the vendors. What do you look for or how do you determine what is going to be a good fit for here at Milliger's? The first thing I do is look at the applications, and if it's something that we are not presently offering, we look at that very closely. We also, maybe a step before that, is we look at what the product listing is because we really do want to remain to be a farmer's market. We don't want to be an art fair, a craft sale. We don't want to be a flea market. We have more. Right. That has always really been your passion from the beginning. The conversations that we've had is that you always wanted to be true directly from that person. And then I always send all of the applications to the Milliger family for their input. Then we make a decision and then we look at what we have available space. Outdoor space is limited. We have much more space indoors. And it's two completely different animals, really, to get that worked out. Well, you do an amazing job. And I have to say the vendors here now, the variety is incredible. I feel like customers can come and really get everything that they need right here from the market. Do you want to talk about maybe some of the highlights or ones that are really popular? We've always tried to make sure that we have a good amount of produce and variety in produce. And the one year that we didn't, Kara, you stepped up and you got a CSA going where people could get those things. And we worked with some people outside of the market to be able to offer that. At this point, we have a lot of vegetables. Yes. Oh, man, this last Sunday, I was just drooling. It was incredible. And we have a couple of mong vendors, which bring in a completely different array of products. And they have the most beautiful flowers you will ever see in your lifetime and they arrange them for you right here at the market. We have people that do preserves with their product. We have people that do jams and jellies and we have a new market vendor that makes a drink with java and coffee and different flavors. And so we have that. We have the knife sharpeners here every week and we have them located right at the beginning of the market. And 
People can bring their knives, their scissors, their mower blades, their choppers. Yeah, anything that needs sharpening <laughs> besides roller skates or something. They or will, ice they will be able to take care of them while you wait. If not, they give you a little ticket and you can pick it up the following week if it's something that they have to take back to the shop. One of the very unique things that we've offered here are the alpacas. Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> that come and the kids and small and large alike go and love to visit with the alpacas and feed them treats and see all of the garments that can be made from the alpacas. We have some amazing craft artisans that do things with laser and wood and wool and socks and mittens. And, you know, as you said, just about anything that you're looking for at some point in time, you can find here. Not always every week, because, you know, vendors right. kind of choose some days and some come every week, some come monthly, some come periodically. And then we have a few vendors that have to kind of wait until we have an opening. Right. I see the message you like, Carol, is there any spot? Does anything open up? And yeah. so, yeah. They're kind of waiting in the wings for an open slot. But yeah, that's fantastic. And I love to hear the stories. I mean, when you look back when the market began, some of those vendors were just kind of beginning their business. And now they've grown and really some have started their own food trucks or they have their own brick and mortar location and have moved on. But that's really our goal is to kind of be this little incubator for the beginning of their businesses and helping them to flourish. I love the story of one of our favorite vendors, Tony Hammer, with his garlic and I'm sure he sent you a letter. Do you want to talk a little bit about Tony? Tony is, I think, our market, I'm not sure what word to use. <laughs> and one of our biggest cheerleaders, for yeah. sure. Yeah, he's always he, uh, up for it. He came to the market one day, and he brought a little basket of garlic with huge garlic, and there were several different varieties in there. And he goes, do you think I might be able to sell this here? And I said, well, I was trying to hold back a little bit, because... Yes, 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 we can. Yeah. We have people asking. And before Tony was here, we had people asking and we directed them out to the greenhouse to buy garlic to plant. And everybody's not a planter. They just <laughs> they just want their garlic. Want what they want and, and get it. So and then Tony has bring brings some flowers, he brings some tomatoes. He is in his seventies. He's close to eighty years old and he still goes out to his garden every day and works. Two years ago, I think it was, they had a fire at their home and they lost their entire home. But he said, I'm not done yet. I'm going to keep doing this. So he still farms the land and he still comes to the market. Last year, he lost his wife. And yeah, the, market, the market vendors are an amazing group of people that have kind of been a family to him and have helped him through some really tough times. And it's his social event of the week. Everybody, yes. yes. And, and that's another big part of the market. We have always had produce and foods and things, but we also have had prepared foods and drinks that people come and are able to sit at the tables and have some lunch and visit with their friends and some even get out and dance a bit and kick <laughs> oh, up yes, their heels. Oh yes, you gotta have some dancing. <laughs> so it's very, very well-rounded as to what we do here. It, it is an event of the day for people to just come and we do have some people that come and bring their chairs and they set them up and they're there. They're at, here for the day. <laughs> they're here at quarter after nine to get 
as close to the band or where they want to be as they are, and they don't leave until the band is done and sang right. their last song. So it, it is an amazing, and we have an amazing array of people. I mean, we have tons of young families that bring their little kiddos in the carts and, you know, they get a honey stick and they're happy yes. to on this honey stick. And we have young families and we have young dating people and we have... <laughs> families and then we have middle-aged people and we have a lot of elderly people too and it, it, one of my favorite visions of the market is when Alice who oh, I yeah. knew I worked for Milligers out at Sturdivant right. in the plant area and she was the one that came and taught me everything I knew about roses and no don't do that and yes do that yeah she um, definitely knows her roses <laughs> she comes to the market and a couple of weeks ago, she was here and she goes, I feel really kind of bad because I've moved away from my house and I have all these friends in this new apartment building and we work together and we do things together and I don't eat as much and I don't buy quite as much. I said, you're good. People will take care of that too. Yes. Yeah. It's always good to see her and to see those regulars. And I do love the sense of community and especially at the very beginning of the market, because this was a brand new place for people to meet and hang out and to see people running into their neighbors or friends that they haven't seen in years, just to see the excitement of, oh my gosh, you're here too, right? I haven't seen you in so long. And it's like the cell phones get put away. People are present. They're walking around. They're enjoying the experience. Like you said, the music, the entertainment, food and beverage are important because people really, yes, they're coming here to get the essentials for their food for the week, but also just that experience and time to just, we call it Sunday fun day for a reason, right? Everyone just can relax and enjoy it, listen to the live music, have good food here. The Bloody Marys, of course, are really important, but it's just, it's been incredible. It has, and it's nice to see that it has never stopped. There's new people almost every week that come to the market, and there's people that come to me and say, I didn't even know this was here. That's kind of a shocker to me because we've been around for a while right. and we do a lot of promotions for mm -hmm. the market and we have a lot of people talking. I know you talk to everybody you know. Oh, all the time. You always your, hear me talk farmers Your market. dad <laughs> talks to everyone, everyone at least once, if yes. not twice. So there's a lot of stuff out there about the market and it is shocking that there are people that have not heard about it. I know I had someone who, I mean, they're just, they're right here on Douglas Avenue, right down the street. And last week was their first time here at the market. At first I'm like, wait a minute, what? Then I'm also thinking how grateful I am that you decided today to come here because now you wouldn't want to miss it, right? There's always something new, new musicians, new vendors. It just seems like the variety continues to grow. And now this Sunday, we're going to be moving inside, which sometimes people think, okay, middle of September, isn't that a little bit early, but we realized how iffy the weather can be. So now, we'll be moving inside our expo greenhouse which is really where the market began where it lives for most of the time except for the summer months and sometimes people think that's too early but the weather gets so iffy and it's such a great I think a stress reliever for all the vendors where they don't have to worry about the wind and setting up their tents and getting in and out of the road here and it just becomes kind of where it all began. And right? it's really great because we have a little more room inside the greenhouse so we can offer a little bit more vendor space for people. A couple of the really exciting things to me is that we have five farmers and one can offer fresh greens and fresh things most of the year. She has high tunnels and she also has an airtight chamber where she's able to hold these things. So once they're put in there, they don't age or rot or any of that stuff so she has beautiful things all the way 
Oh, I know. Up I until just love January it. for sure. And then she brings stuff out of storage and has that. You're talking about Kathy mm-hmm. with the Healthy Harvest mm-hmm. Farms. And it's all organic too. Mm-hmm. So I just love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And she's she's amazing. She also works with Feeding America. Literally, a ton of the food she grows goes to help hungry people. Wow. Low-income hungry people, which is amazing. Tony will be there. He'll have his garlic in storage most of the year. The Hmong families will have some stuff. They usually get through to January. Then we start changing things up a little bit, and we get the artisans with the socks and the wool and the cool things like that. And then we have... Well, and then Brighton Woods will be there. Brighton Woods is here with apples. And then don't forget Milligers. (laughs) Oh, yes, the greens, and they're they're, always there. Yes, the microgreens, lettuce, wheatgrass shots. That's a growing thing that people seem to really enjoy, a fresh wheatgrass shot at the beginning of the market. And that was really, for us, we just are growing everything right here. And the lettuce and the microgreens gets harvested literally on Sunday morning and brought right down to the market. And you just, you can't get any fresher than that. No, fresher than fresh. Fresher than fresh. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Sorry. So it's always great to get here a little bit early as a vendor. And we kind of have this ritual where we, we put on kind of our farmer's market jams, our music going in the greenhouse there. And everybody's just so happy to see each other and helping each other set up or unload things. Everyone's getting into their groove. And really, I mean, it does take, especially for those farmers, they're here really early to be able to set up and get everything into place and displayed. And there's a lot of hard work and passion that goes into every Sunday morning. A lot of times people just come and they see everybody in their place, but have no idea the behind the scenes of what it takes. And it's pretty amazing to me because I'm not a Wisconsin winter snow lover. (laughs) (laughs) And it is amazing to me that all of these people get their stuff together. They leave early. They get here almost regardless of what the weather outside is. And inside, it's just completely different. You know, and if the sun is out, if the sun is out on a 30 below zero day, it can still be 60, 70 degrees inside the greenhouse. It feels like a little mini vacation. You know, so it, it is an amazing experience to be part of that whole thing. Yeah. And now as we're moving in and we've had an opportunity to plan some more events, I know people really enjoy, yes, the farmer's market, but being able to tie it into a clothing drive or a food drive, or I'm sure Santa's going to come back to the farmer's market a couple of times. And And the health fair, we've had people with the health fair come out and talk to people about Making those healthy decisions and right. uh, not and just like in your food choices, but really moving your body right. and having that good balance. And, and we have some vendors that are really involved with those kinds of things too that are here. Well, monthly they're here anyway, and they are able to help people learn about health additives that you can put. Even if you don't eat really right, you can make a shake and it'll give you the supplements that you need. Yes. Yeah, so Pat Moulter here on September 18th with Alive and Vibrant. And she's going to be doing some demos on food prep and healthy eating and incorporating food and produce from our vendors and tying that in. And that's our first time doing that. So I'm really excited to see what she's going to do, but it'll be a lot of fun. Yes, that will be fun. And we have really an array of vendors and one we haven't touched on is the dog treat people that have amazing wheat-free and all kinds of little treats for your dogs and your kitties that they have. and Or your son, because when we first started the market, <laughs> Charlie was just a little guy, and we we give him like a dollar or two, and you can run around and pick out whatever, and he picked out, he didn't know it, that it was a dog treat, and he ate it. <laughs> 
but it was really good. So obviously if you can eat it, it's going to be good for your yes. pets too. Yeah. She's all agriculture licensed and does a really great job. She's been in business for a very long time and has people come from all around. If they miss her at one of the other markets, they make sure they get here. Honey, we have great honey, hempkin honey, and they have hives from Waukesha, Milwaukee, Racine, Walworth, and Kenosha County. And people that know their honey like to eat honey as close to where they live as possible. But personally, I think one of the cool things with hempkin honey is that when this is blended, you're getting the whole area and you're getting a really big array of different kinds of flowers. And, you know, they've had in the past, they've had pumpkin blossom honey, which comes from the blossoms. They have a field by pumpkins and it is amazing. And they do beautiful candles. They wax (laughs) beeswax Beeswax, candles and they have a ton of different molds and they have just they have a lot of variety there too. I mean you can get your honey in so many different forms so you can get the fresh combed honey or the little squeezy little bear guy Mm -hmm. or like large bulk sizes and different like you said different areas and I know they have quite a following. They're always really busy and simple bakery they're always very busy. Always always a line there. Yeah with what they offer and they bake everything fresh and the variety there is incredible. Some of it is still warm actually when they get to the market on Sunday mornings and sometimes they're maybe a tad on the late side getting here because they're waiting for things to come out of the oven and get packaged. So (laughs) you can't get mad at that. You can't get mad at that. No, I can't get mad at that. Yeah. Lots of really cool things. Cheese. We have a couple of really great cheese vendors, which are very different. One is glass cheese and they do cheese spreads that are very tasty and very good. And you can buy them. They're frozen when you buy them. You can let them thaw, use it, put it back in the freezer and take it out when you need it. I love that. So then nothing gets wasted because it is a pretty generous jar. I mean, you know, a lot of cheese. And then we have Stamper Cheese, which has an amazing variety of cheeses and well what I love about them is that you can go up and you can sample the cheese that's certainly I mean I love to sample cheese but you can they can also cut it for you according to what you need what you want so it's not all cookie cutter they just hand it to you like it's actually fresh cut right here as long as I've been around markets I and maybe it's just because I get so single vision focused on things but when I talked to Brett the owner one day he goes I don't have a cheesemonger to come there and I thought what are you talking about? Cheesemonger, but that's what they call them. They're fresh, they're cut, they have these big knives and amazing, just amazing. Yeah, so it's not just some random person trying to cover the booth. I mean, these people no, actually, know I was, what they're doing. I was going to have a, a get-together at my house and needed some cheeses, so I bought some basil and I bought some sharper cheese, and he goes, I think you need a hard cheese to go with that. And I said, I already have your cheddar, so I'm good. But they are knowledgeable. They know what they're talking about. And that's the greatest thing of farmer's markets is when you can look across the table, you can talk to the person that grew this, produced it, made it, and they have an answer for you. And it's not like, hmm, I don't know that. I Right. They're passionate about their products and they get to know you, right? So when you show up, if you're always getting that certain cheese or bread or whatever kind of honey, I mean, they know you, what you like, they know your name, they can tell you about the product. I think that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, what it is. an amazing experience. It is. And to pass on for generation to generation, I know you said you see a lot of families here. 
And I think the farmer's market has done a great job of educating children on produce and where it comes from and what it can become. And having that sense of community, I think now more than ever, is so important. Yeah, and it's fun, as you talked about, you know, Charlie, as a young guy, we have people that come in and they give their kids some money so that they can go and shop and learn the process and not be afraid to talk to someone or not be afraid to ask a question about something. Or if there's a particular vegetable that they didn't know what it was or what it tasted like, you know, most of the vendors will show them, tell them, give them a taste of something that is there so that they know. I mean, I can remember, this was years ago, one of the farmer's market vendors who was a pretty large farmer always hired high school kids or kids from college to do it. And he came to me one day and he goes, I am just shocked to death. This girl that I hired has never eaten fresh vegetables. Her family goes out to eat every night. Oh my gosh. And he goes, we're changing that. (laughs) So yeah, it looks like she came to the right place. Yeah. And so it is, it's a huge learning curve all of the time. Well, this has been really great. I'm so thankful that Bob connected us because we could not do this market without you. You are such a treasure and so knowledgeable. You're here every Sunday getting everybody into place and answering those questions and keeping our vendors happy and also our customers too. So I'm really grateful and many, many more years to come with the farmer's market. It has been an honor and a pleasure to be able to be part of this. Yeah, what a blessing. I'm just, I'm so glad it's a part of Milliger's and look forward to it every Sunday. So if you are interested in the farmer's market, you can visit our website at milligers.com and there is a section specifically for the farmer's market where you can see all the vendors, the entertainment, everything is listed there, upcoming special events at the farmer's market, or you can email Carol Reed and your email is so easy. It's just farmersmarket at milligers.com. If you'd like to be a vendor or you have any questions about the farmer's market, she is amazing. So thank you so much for being here today. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on all the latest information and happenings here at Milligers. You can find out more details about our events on our website at milligers.com. We would love to hear from you. Send us your suggested topics and questions to me at gardengirl at milligers.com. Thanks again for listening and just keep growing.